Well, hello, and welcome to the Elvery Grove podcast. Elvery Grove is an online community with its contributors based in Southern Africa. The website, blog, podcast, newsletter, and forums seek to encourage families to live lives full of wisdom, creativity, industry, and the interconnectedness of local community. Sign up to our newsletter to receive thoughtful encouragement in your inbox, alongside original poetry, rich words from gifted writers, and much more. In this week's episode of The Book Drive, Sarah and Lebo are joined by Angelique. They chat about what they're currently reading, as well as other books that have shaped their lives. Enjoy! All right, well, hello and welcome back to The Book Drive. I'm Sarah Spring. I'm Lebo Chindonga. And that's not all. Today we are joined Bravo. by our very extra special, special guest. Who's going to introduce herself now? <laughs> Hi, I'm Angelique Knaup. <laughs> yes, that's right. So today we have Angelique with us, who is the Elvery Grove founder. Fairy godmother. <laughs> Fairy godmother. <laughs> I was going to say the brains behind, but it's really the heart and the brains. So. The heart and the brains. Okay, and so the hands. And the hands, yes. All the things. The fairy godmother. Why the hands? Could you feed us good food and retreat? Ah. Yeah, well, it's because you set it up. I was thinking, <laughs> did all the typing, did all the working. I'm all about the food. Um, so really this podcast came about because uh, we met Angelique on one lovely retreat weekend that we mentioned in our previous um, newsletter and all those things. And just had a great time chatting about all the books we were reading and decided to make it official <laughs> conversation. Um, and so it's great to have Angelique here from Zimbabwe. So welcome. And today we're going to be discussing what we're reading yes. at the moment and uh, other things. So let's get started. Label, can you just tell us what you're reading at the moment? Angelique, go first. Uh, okay, uh, Angelique, can please. you please tell us? <laughs> what are you reading for delight, devotion what are you and reading? tips? Either of those. Okay. Um... I have been on the lookout for the tattooist of Auschwitz and really? I found it okay. in Belito and started reading that and I'm really enjoying it. Very good. Um, I'll tell you about more about it when I finished reading it. <laughs> okay, great. Is it a true story? I've seen it, but I didn't yes, know anything about it. It is. Okay. I mean, I also saw it and I, I, I'm ashamed to say that when I've looked, you know, and I see these new fangled modern books I tend to run away <laughs> we like dead <laughs> dead <are> the <laughs> anyway somebody said it's really good <clears throat> and it is based on a true story mm. so uh, yeah and I'm enjoying it it's very good and I'm enjoying the writing and yeah it's good great um and what, what else was there uh what did you say depth devotion and delight mm. do you have other answers or you're reading just that book? I find it very hard to believe that. <laughs> I am reading For the Family's Sake mm. by Susan McCauley. Oh, really? Shepard. Okay. Yes, where I did was... you get that? Or where are you reading it? I am reading both the Kindle and the book. Okay. So it depends on where I am. Okay. So if I'm in bed, I'm reading the Kindle version. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are, you know, there is somebody else there and I don't want to put on the light and, you know. Yeah. So, um, and I have put this book down a few times, but then this time I'm trying to push myself through it. And, yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Me next. You next. Are you waiting before you go? Yes, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> Um, so I just finished reading or listening to Death by Living. Do you know Death by Living by Andy Wilson? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard, of, heard it. of it. So I picked it up quite a few years ago and really 
battled with it because it's um it's it sort of defies review because it's like this ramble through back and forth through generations through life through um yeah you know, it's just difficult to explain <laughs> but basically looking at um looking at life as a gift and a wonderful gift and how we should uh, live in gratitude but um i would just I listened to it recently on a long drive that we went on and that was just the best way to take it was in big chunks mm. and listening to him read it made so much more sense of it. I think mm. I even read a review of it many years ago and it said like it defies reviews. You can't <laughs> can't review this book because it's kind of just comes out as this ramble um, because it is a bit rambly and but in a good way, not in a wordy without cause kind of way. Um, mm. And he's telling stories from his grandfather's childhood back to his own kid's childhood and just back and forth, back and forth through the generations and just looking at God weaving stories through generations. So it's a beautiful um, picture of generational work of the Lord through people, which we don't get, yeah. you know, just in our own lifetime and also our current um culture is not very you know we don't stay where our families are we're mm. very separate so um to have like three generations of stories just even listening to the stories is amazing and seeing how how they've impacted their um different people's lives but then when i came back and i finished listening to that i've been reading living life backwards by david gibson mm. which is living in light of how ecclesiastes teaches us to live in light of the end which is so wonderful and it's kind of like this is the uh, if death by living is this kind of exuberant very creative all over the place ramble about how good life is this is the kind of more uh, systematic theology of mm. what he's saying oh wow and in this book this is so amazing just generally but in the book david gibson in his introduction says um when he was about halfway through writing Living Life Backwards, Death by Living came out. And he said he didn't even want to open it because he thought if he opens it, he's going to stop his work. <laughs> because, and he says, it was definitely far superior to mine and more elegantly put. Oh, wow. And to put it, and I just sure. think, firstly, the fact that he finished his book is mm. amazing. Yeah. That he wasn't like crushed by somebody doing something that he perceived to be better. Mm. Although it's definitely just a different side of the yeah. same coin um so yeah i shared recently actually that uh, a quote from it um about just the shimmering glory of the world um mm. on our instagram page um and it's just an incredible book and it really just um just inspires enthusiastic grateful living mm. um and oh. it's <laughs> enthusiastic <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the, I love it. one little quote that i'll just share which i have to paraphrase because i don't have the book with me was saying he said you need to be pay pay close attention to be grateful for the little things in life oh, wow. because if you stop being grateful for the little things sure you will soon become ungrateful for wow. even like oh, big wow. blessings yeah. so that was really helpful that is amazing so that's what i'm reading at the moment sure all right. Okay, your turn. <laughs> well, I've been a little all over with my reading. <laughs> I go through seasons. And um, I've picked up this one, put it down, picked up this one. But I'm actually reading Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it started, uh, I started reading it about a couple of weeks ago when we were going on a trip as well. Mm -hmm. And 
I had selected it a while ago because I was doing the delectable education, delectable education, mm-hmm. education book list, book, mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. book thingy. And so it was like a diary, reader diary or a bio. Oh, or, nice. So that was okay. one of the ones. So I had checked off some of the other ones through the books that I've read. And then I saw, and I was like, I, I didn't do Diary of Anne Frank in school. I didn't know anything no, about it. I haven't it. read it either, actually. Oh. Have you read it? No, I haven't. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I thought it was like such a widely read book. I think everybody knows about it, <laughs> yeah. but everyone hasn't read it. Yeah. So I'm not. I've not finished it. I'm. I'm busy reading it, and I mean, talk about the timing, hey, with current affairs. Mm. So, so it's been. It's been quite a. I'm. I'm not even quite halfway, but I think it's now where the war is really getting serious. You know, they're in hiding, but it's still. So it's really just been interesting to see that perspective, and it's a very easy read. It's a pick up and go. You can do a day. You know, she mm. has a diary entry. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, she's very young. Mm. I don't know how long they're in hiding for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just pick up and you read a little bit or you can mm. go as much as you want. And so it's been quite interesting. I think it's so funny what I got that I did not at all expect is just hearing the voice of a child and their experience of adults. Mm. Hmm. And it just helps so much with, uh, I want to say, self-awareness or mm. just kind of like placing myself in certain situations or even certain things that she says about her mom you know and I'm like reflectively looking at that with my relationship with my daughters mm. and it's it's been such a surprise mm. in that way where I've just been enjoyed I've just been enjoying looking at it and been like oh wow which actually comes back to um well, you can ask this later, but I'll answer it now. <laughs> Comes back to the reason why we read. And I remember when we had retreat last year, and um, I think it was Karen Glass. She said that we should not be scared of books and stories because what they allow us to do is to emulate virtues and repudiate device, uh, vices, mm. repudiate vices. So it's just a, a being able to judge characters, you know, mm-hmm. with from a different standpoint, mm. you know, and being able to see and pick and choose and see, oh, wow, that is something in me or that that's a, actually a good thing that I can pick up. And so it's been a gift in that way. Mm. So I've been enjoying that and it's been in and between my Ola, my other reads. <laughs> <laughs> and are you, do you have a physical copy of it? What are you reading it? I'm reading, reading it on script, but I actually okay. thought of getting it from the library because I think it's it's something that they would have. Yeah. But I haven't been to the library. So okay. th- when I do go to the library, I think I'll get the physical copy because okay. I like getting books from the library now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we this episode, we're going to work through some questions about books instead of just talking uh, more about um a selection of books. Yeah, can I just interrupt mm. here? Just I'm um, sorry. Um, you mentioned the um the list book list from a delectable education. Yes. They are amazing. They have those mother culture book lists. Is that a was it a scheduled thing or just a recommendation book list? Were they, they actually, doing a time-based reading with a community? I think they actually called it like the, your book list bingo for the year. Okay. Oh, okay. A friend of mine shared oh, it with I see. Me. Okay. Do you know that one? No. It's like I don't read know a biography, one. read a poem, read a work by the guy who wrote Animal Farm. 
but mm-hmm. not Animal Farm. Don't read Animal Farm. Read a, guy, <laughs> a book about that guy. Read, George um, Orwell. <laughs> yeah, George. <laughs> George Orwell. And then, so it's all sorts of things. Read, okay. read a time piece, read a history, nice. read a fiction. So you just Great. choose and you go around picking okay. and choosing. Yeah. Okay. Is it a delectable education? So maybe, is it maybe the Literary Life Podcast? Literary Life Podcast. Yes, with, with they Banks do and, that. Yes, with Banks and Cindy <laughs> Rollins. Yes, that's, there we go. They, they Not delectable do. education. Yes, that's, that's exactly where it comes from. Literary okay. Life Podcast. Mm. Okay. Yes. That's right. where I got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because they all have at the beginning of the year, I think they have, and then Scalay Sisters also has something similar. Okay. So you have like read 20 books, but then you're picking from different, mm. different genres and that kind of thing. But I wanted to mention that um, a delectable education does have a mother's education course mm. list of oh, books okay. that they bring out every year. Like um, Brandy Vensel does on Afterthoughts. Okay. No, yes. Okay. And then, so I picked up one of my other reads that I forgot is Spark. I don't know if you've Spark. heard of Spark. I have. It is the so good. The autistic child and the mum. No. Not that one. No. Okay. That's, That's also a really good book. That's <laughs> <laughs> this book, I think. Um, it's about exercise and the impact that Ooh. it has on the brain. Oh, wow. Huh. So that's been really interesting. Okay. Like, in light of, like, for children. Yeah, what doing exercise in the morning, running in mm. the morning, and the impact it has on their um, school day. Mm. And so, yeah, just been thinking about that mm. for myself as well, you know, and just have tried it out and just find that my, yeah, I'm just so much more, um, like, yeah, the synapses are working mm. when mm. I've had a good workout in the yeah. morning. So, yeah, that's been really interesting. Mm. That's great. Spark. Another book for your book list. (laughs) (laughs) We've got like 12 already. (laughs) Five minutes. (laughs) So. (laughs) Maybe that segues well into our first question. Anjali, can you share us? with us in a sentence however long and many <laughs> commas you want to put in the sentence but why should we prioritize reading because it's very easy to uh, let it slip there's a lot of distractions there's a lot of other things going on but mm. um, you've been reading for quite a few years longer than we have and I'm sure you've had journeys of t- times of reading and times of not reading as much mm. but could you share with us what you learned about prioritizing reading yeah um i am going to paraphrase charlotte mason and say that the inner life is sustained with ideas in the same way that the body is sustained with food and the written word is one of the main nutrients we need to grow healthy minds Mm. yeah amen sister (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's yeah and level can you top that? <laughs> no. What do you have to say? Amen. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Amen. Did you have anything that um, has helped you to prioritize? Obviously, you're in a very different season of life where you've got a lot of little people and a lot of um, demands on your time. Mm. So how and why do you prioritize reading? I think it is so life-giving. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else takes away from me. You know, if we, if I'm doing anything else other than reading, just in terms of time wasting, mm-hmm. I find it it just takes away from me. But like reading is very life giving, mm. and mm. yeah, like 
Angelique said nutrients, mm. you know, which sustain you for even much further. You know, you can't remember what you had for breakfast two weeks ago, but <laughs> <laughs> remember what you made. <laughs> Those ideas are mulling around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I've just been enjoying so much seeing what Charlotte Mason talks about, the science of relation come alive in me. Mm. You know, like Mm. every time Mm. somebody to say something, there's a spark going on in my head. Mm. And it's so hard because the more I read, the more I talk, which is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like we should make it official and start a podcast. Like, oh, in this book I was reading, oh, and I've read this, oh, when I was reading this book. <laughs> but it's it's really just those yeah. signs of relations and those ideas that are mulling and seeing mm. and seeing them mm. really bear fruit in mm. different ways. Mm. Did you ever watch or read Larkmaster Candleford? No. <laughs> Have you heard of it? No. no. <laughs> so, this is like Cosmic Latte. <laughs> Um, I heard about it from Joy Clarkson's podcast, yeah. which we'll also link, which is lovely. And she um, yeah, uh, uh, mentions lots of films and books and art that are um, related to a specific topic. And there was a BBC series on it. It's a beautiful series, Lock Rice, Lock Candleford, if you're looking for something to watch. And we happened to find, I think somebody gifted my mom the DVD box, which was so bizarre. Wow. But it was really lovely. If you want to find something to watch, if you can find that, it was so lovely. But then I found the book and read it, and it was also really interesting. So I forget the time period. I think it's either the late 1800s or the late 17s. It's a time, it's a turn of a century, and it's a turn of just before industrial um, revolution. revolution, and it's like farming community. So it's kind mm. of just before all that kicked off. And there's the sort of a town community and a farming community. And it's really beautiful. There's so many things about relationships. And mm. I won't go into it now. But the, what I'm pointing is I'm getting to is that there's a point where they talk about gathering in the harvest and these big sacks of flour. And this was a very rural community. Like they each kept one pig in a vegetable garden. And like mm. that was how they lived. And there were very, you know, 12 people in a two-room house kind of thing. And they talk about these huge sacks of flour and then they would take up the whole corner of the, the house and the father said, I remember, I don't know why I remember it in a broad Yorkshire accent, but that's how I remember it. And he said, <laughs> just gives you something to look at. <laughs> and just that, it was just so funny. And just thinking of, uh, yeah, actually I was reading in, I think it was the Psalms this morning about like the eye never has enough of seeing. Mm-hmm. No, that's Ecclesiastes, but it was coming up in the Psalms or maybe the Proverbs, I forget, I was reading both. But um, just that, that phrase of like oh something to look at and like really consider and think about and I think mm. about that with a reading like it gives you something to think about Absolutely. and you're just thinking all the time anyway mm. and your thoughts left to themselves are not good things so um, yeah that's kind of what's been good for me whether it's a novel and it's just a story I can think about or mm. dietary things exercise things or whatever um, you know more deep depth I know things you, do, you do walk around like the crazy person in the house who's constantly coming up with something <laughs> Mad scientist. <laughs> Mom's at it again. <laughs> so um, I'm going to fire through some questions and we'll get through them. My first question is um, What is a book that you like to reread? Do you have an answer for that? Because I know a lot of the time I read a book and I've really enjoyed it, but I'm not coming back to it for a long time. Yeah. Do you have any books that you, that you reread for comfort or for anything like that? Is the answer no? <laughs> no. And I'll just and tell you what I like to reread. <laughs> and also, I just feel like there's just way too many books to reread. 
sometimes I feel that way. Like, I, I will come back to that one. Definitely mm. worth coming back to. Okay. But then as I keep... So I'd say the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could read... Yeah. I could read... First Thessalonians one today, and read First Thessalonians. Thess- <laughs> <laughs> I could read Philippians one today, and then read Philippians one tomorrow, and be like, "Oh, that was there yesterday." Yeah, really. Sometimes yeah. I feel like God just sparkles new things in the Bible mm. every time. You know, well, and like, science of relations. You know, the more you're reading from another part, the more yeah. Philippians will come alive to you in a different way. So, so that. just the Bible reread. Okay. Everything else, I'm like, one day is one day. <laughs> <laughs> and Angelique, do you have anything that you um, come back to? Uh, I, after having three kids and homeschooling, I do get to reread the same books oh, over yeah. and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> <laughs> this is our future is rereading. Are there any of them that you never bore off? I mean, we're reading picture books over and over and over again. True, like I've done. Actually. Well, I think that's few. good training ground for the future. <laughs> Um, and I think the same I I also wrote down the Bible and I think different versions of the Bible help Mm -hmm. me quite a lot as well Mm -hmm. Um, and then the one book the one set of books is C.S. Lewis's um, science uh, what's it his space Science trilogy, trilogy. Mm. yes, yeah. yeah. I have read that a couple of times, and so read I it again like need year. to reread it. But I feel like I need to be emotionally ready <laughs> to reread it because it's very intense it is very and heavy intense. and thinky and yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and one of the um, later questions we can talk. Oh, I'd we'll like come to back talk to that. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I um, love and feel very comforted by the horse and his boy in the Narnia series. Mm. There's something about yes. that one that. I just, um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite in the series. And it's and because it's so simple and easy, it's been a fun one to just sort of come back. I kind mm. of accidentally collected a few copies. Mm. And so we have a few <laughs> copies in our house. And then I, one day I suggested to my husband, like, maybe this could be my thing. Maybe I could just, like, collect it every time. He said no. A so I have in it. each room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We've only got three, but you know, there's so many different versions. There's so many different covers to get. So. Yes, maybe we need to take Every time I see one, it. I'm like, look, I found another one. Should I get it? <laughs> yeah, I need to take but, pictures of all the books that we have doubles and triples and quadruples oh, yeah. on. <laughs> um, and in our, um, actually, our recent um, preschool book, I mentioned The Awakening of Miss Prim. Mm-hmm. And that book is also just very beautiful. And uh, there's lots of hot chocolate and mm. pastries in the book. <laughs> And it's just a really enjoyable book to reread. And it's quite meaty, but it's a novel, so there's lots to think about. I found some books I've tried to revisit, and I've just found the magic's gone, you know, Mm. even if I enjoyed it that first time. But those two, as novels, I find there's, um, I mean, there's many more, I think, Jane Austen do and Dickens can revisit. But um, And Supple of the Lamb. Yeah, I mean, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When you say meaty, I think like I read um, The Awakening of Miss Prim alongside Timothy Keller's Prodigal God oh. and found quite a few connections wow, that's between interesting. those two. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's my next challenge. <laughs> <laughs> next time I, I like to read it in winter because it's so cozy. Um, can you share a, a book that uh, was really special to you from your childhood? Do you have a book? I have um, these child craft books that my mom bought when I was very young. And that's how I actually learned to read and to speak English. And I would listen to the, I would listen to them on cassette and follow on the story. And I mean, 
at singing my pity party has never departed from me. I had no clue it was a fat Italian lady who made delicious ice creams. <laughs> but like I even I, I, I just sometimes I just find myself humming it at Signora Pity Party. <laughs> In her backyard there's a tree. And then we went to um Bambanani, a restaurant in uh, Melville once, and they had the collection. Oh, wow. I was like, I'll give you my car for these. <laughs> Please, because you can't really get the them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, they're but, on the second-hand markets. You can find yeah. them. But not the yeah. child, not the child craft oh, yeah, encyclopedia the ones. There was a children's uh, okay. set, like it was an okay. early reader, like early okay. childhood reader, uh, okay. and it was just like beautiful stories about um, Poldy, who was a scarecrow, and her three friends, Seagull, uh, Crow, and um, ah, I forgot the the, the Weaver. I forgot the weaver's name. Okay. But yeah, so those were her three friends and then they'd go on all sorts of adventures and whatnot. And so I read all of those and they're just so dear to me. Aww. So if I can ever find those and just... Well, we found them at the library actually recently wow. when we went there. Okay. And then I took a couple and um, let my kids read them. And yeah, it, they're very, very special to me. So that's uh, yeah. my childhood uh, book. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, for me, it's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm. Yeah, that was quite impactful for me. I think I was eight or nine, and um, my Sunday school teacher came over and dropped the whole set of Narnia for me to read. Wow. And, oh, yeah, just mm. that walking into the cupboard and just that whole imaginary world mm. was just something. And then years later, I think I, yeah, I did write an article about it. I, um, years later when I was going through some hard stuff um, the Lord just gave me a vision of Lucy riding on on Aslan mm. and oh. that was quite healing for wow. me so I didn't realize you know what what he'd put in in that mm. book so yeah mm. yes yeah, yeah. Mm. long time C.S. Lewis fan since you were eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> Thank God for that for that Sunday school teacher. Yeah, right? yeah, mm. amazing. Um, for me, uh, the book, the first book that I remember being gripped by and having this experience of wanting to read more was um, the Magic Faraway Tree, oh, wow. um, which I I've recently that. read with my children and realized I hadn't read it since I was, I guess, it must have been about nine or mm-hmm. ten, and uh, and I could see why. I'm like, yes, it's full of ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a book of ideas and it's written as a cliffhanger so yes. <laughs> every chapter is yeah. like introducing the new book but um yeah so that was that was a great experience of um i even remember telling my teacher i was like i read 11 chapters yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i never yeah i hadn't experienced that before with the book so mm-hmm. that was a good one awesome. um so can you do you have a book that you um what did I say? That you wish you'd discovered earlier than you did. For the children's sake. Mm. Yeah. I think um, just doing, just reading that and then um, doing the study alongside the volumes. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, if I, a lot of parenting books and I, I would have, I look back and say, oh, actually, I didn't really learn anything from that, mm. you know. But um, that introduction of of this kind of life in four children, and I think that that's one of the questions you're going to ask later. Um, yeah, that 
articulates a lot of those ideas. Mm. 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 Mabel, do you have one? I think Has everything been good timing in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go with my recent humble roots. Mm-hmm. I so really good. wish that I could have, when I got saved, somebody was like, oh, praise the Lord, here's a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so good. It yeah. is just so, so amazing. Like just, yeah, there's just something about it in how you just always mulling over the ideas in there and just mm-hmm. the the truths that that confront you um a daily so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely maybe it's just my short-term memory but i'm like <laughs> humble roots for now <laughs> that's a good reread hey. yeah I, I, absolutely uh, it's one that i'll definitely be visiting mm-hmm. and and it's flexible enough to visit a chapter exactly. so it's nice to have such mm-hmm. rereads okay. where you're like i don't have the time to read the whole book but you know mm-hmm. what? I'm grappling this right now. And so let me go read the chapter she had again on the body mm-hmm. and just remind myself of that mm-hmm. and then put it down. Mm-hmm. So that is the best part about it. It's easily re-readable. Um, for me, it was Paul Tripp's Parenting. Oh. Um, we very recently went, went through it with our, um, our home group. And I had the book on my shelf from a few years ago, but it was so helpful. As you say had read parenting books before that weren't unhelpful Mm. but this one just or maybe it was just being a few years into parenting so you've lost the like shine of I'm going to be great at this (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) maybe that's why I like humble roots too yeah like like, oh dear (laughs) turns out that it's harder than I thought it was going to be um and and what I've so appreciated about that book was that it feels like um it's principles. So mm. every chapter gets to the heart of the issue. Yeah. So there's maybe maybe the way I apply the principle actually looks different to how Very you apply different. the principle mm. in your home. Mm. But they apply across the board and it's mm. gospel principles. And mm. everything comes back to the gospel. And that was just amazing because a lot of things are centered around behavior, mm. not the gospel. Exactly. And so it was just, it was a, oh, and it was very, um, it's very revealing of your own heart. Oh, yeah. So a lot of mm. you reading it, you're like, oh, because for me first, then maybe I can be a parent <laughs> later today. Um, yeah, so really, uh, yeah. it was and good. I feel like it's a good one to read before when you're in the thick of things mm-hmm. the, and the examples are so helpful too. Sometimes you can read these books and the examples are not things that you're facing, mm. um, but they were, I felt that they were really on point and, um, and everybody that I read, that we read it with felt the same she way. The so that was really, um, mm. yeah, really interesting. And I think that's also the beauty of, um, beautiful books that center on the gospel and on you. Because also when you find that, oh, actually, I have a different attitude. I have a different perspective. I have a different, all of a sudden, some, everything's different. Mm. But nothing's changed. Mm. It's just you have changed. Mm. Mm. And, and it's amazing, especially when you are empowered by the gospel and not by hacks and tricks. And I'm mm. trying to better myself because that only lasts for all of the morning by the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Myself comes back. <laughs> Myself is back. And I think there was also another book that, um, just in, in, in light of what you're saying, I found Ourselves was very amazing for me. Mm, when we yes. first read um, mm. Charlotte Mason's volume, Ourselves, I was like, what? It's like, has Porter read Charlotte Mason? He yeah. should really read her. Because <laughs> it's a lot of the same things being exactly. said here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just that focus of when you look at yourself, mm. and but but not in a... But in a hopeful way, it just changes so much. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yes. So speaking of beautiful books, let's speak of physical books because um, as we've shared a lot before, we read on our phones or on mm. Kindles or audio. Do you have a physical book that is very beautiful and you love having a physical copy of? I have one that I have not invested in yet because those are very expensive. Oh, so you've got it on your wish list, <laughs> yes. you mean? Okay. <laughs> it is Ruth Cho Simmons, sorry, not Simmons, oh, Ruth mm-hmm. Cho Simmons, We Become What We Behold. So she is a beautiful watercolor painter. Oh, lovely. My neighbor's cutting the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be beautiful to behold later. (laughs) My neighbor's neighbor's grass. Yeah, you know, enjoy your communities. (laughs) Caretaking. (laughs) So um, she's a beautiful and very talented watercolor artist. And she did this beautiful Becoming What You Beholding book. And back to mm. what you were saying about the eye, she, her, the whole premise of the book is that we become what we behold. So who are you beholding? Are you mm. in awe of God's beautiful mm. creation? Are you in, in awe of God's word? Are you in awe of all that? You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Are you in awe of that? Or are you constantly beholding the latest trends, your phone, your all these things, and um, never beholding... Hmm. great things and so she says we become what we behold hmm. and she's got beautiful art in there hmm. and it's i really do want to own a copy it's so beautiful and she's she's great i love her mm-hmm. so mm. and for you mm, another one to add to the pile <laughs> <laughs> Wish list. um i think my the treasures that i have found are have been in second-hand stores mm-hmm. and I did pick up a Lamb's Tale, um, Lamb's Tales of Shakespeare mm-hmm. um, a few years ago in Cape Town and it's beautiful I think it's from 1904 oh wow. yeah it's lovely my daughter has like has claimed it and put it in a glass cabinet <laughs> <laughs> wow it's serious it is serious but I, we are a little bit too I mean we saw it and we thought it's lovely and we bought it only to realize afterwards oh this is a nice piece you know mm-hmm. and so like you do get a little bit scared to touch it afterwards you know? <laughs> that's not good oh, that's why you have multiple copies <laughs> yeah, a display I, for reading yes that is true for scribbling in <laughs> for passing on to a friend we are on to five copies now yeah. <laughs> we really should take pictures of all of those multiple copies <laughs> frame the photo <laughs> all the books uh, um one that I've got recently is um, Bread of Life by oh, Abigail Dodds, yeah. which is seeing and savoring the all-satisfying goodness of Jesus through the making of bread. Wow. <laughs> I think I said that wrong. But um, she did a, a, in her studies, she did a piece of um, a, a paper or whatever it was, just looking at bread through the Bible and yeast and the threads of um bread mentioned in the Bible and then she brought this book out that's a recipe book with these meditations in it and she's an incredibly beautiful discerning thinker beautiful mm. writer and it's just this beautiful object and there's recipes in it and just having scripture and meditation alongside recipes it's a definitely a motherhood book it's a lot about that um, yeah but it's very treasured um, yeah that's my that's my beautiful book. Um, so what was my next question? It was, um, what is a book that uh, reshaped your thinking? Have we answered this already? 
No. Is there a different one? Angelique. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this, that, yeah, that um, C.S. Lewis's space trilogy. Mm. Um, one in particular? I think the whole, all of them, all three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just reading, like, his deep understanding of the medievals, that really um, um, put me on a rabbit trail just to mm-hmm. start thinking about how the medievals... Um, thought about the material and versus the spiritual, and how it w- it was all all there together for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that they would see see father and yeah see the spiritual in everything, mm-hmm. which was very fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. And I think he does he does show that quite well in that in that book mm-hmm. in those books. And Lebo, do you have... Is it just Humble Roots again? Humble Roots again! (laughs) (laughs) I even listened to your podcast this week. She was on um, Risen Motherhood. Okay. And and they were interviewing her about Humble Roots. Mm -hmm. And she was sharing it. And I was like, oh, I need to go read it again. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Podcast number 179 on Risen Motherhood. (laughs) Put a plug in there. (laughs) I think for me, there's probably a lot, but I think... Maybe the most recent one, these two on Ecclesiastes. Um, it's the kind of thing that my thinking was, um, yeah, it's just been a slow journey of, of realizing the f- uh, focus on joy and mm. that we should be um, joyful. Mm. And those books kind of supported why and how and what it looks like in trials and what it looks like in suffering and um, yeah, all that. Um, so kind of related to that would be a book that articulated something that you felt but didn't have words for. Back to, for me, back to For the Children's Sake. Yeah, that was mine too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It was yours too, hey. Yeah, it was mine too. Okay, <laughs> <Get> next question. <laughs> my, 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 my quote from that, the quote that I read from Humble Roots last time when I was talking about Humble Roots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that section. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Refer to previous to podcast. Previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've uh, nearly finished our time and need to go and fetch our children. So uh, the final question, let's jump down to what is a book to read aloud that you've enjoyed reading aloud? Mm. Do you have one? Just one. I'll give you more than one. <gasps> Understood, Betsy. Oh, that was know, so right? delightful. With tears. Oh, that was so We're good. actually rereading it next year and I'm excited. <laughs> oh, that's reread. <laughs> no, that was really delightful. We finished it and um, it was just so, so lovely. And it was, and, and so familiar as well. Mm. You know, I was just like, I could, okay, now this is going to be another episode about Understood <laughs> Betsy. We'll talk about Understood <laughs> Betsy in the next episode. <laughs> But that, that uh, was a good read aloud. That mm-hmm. was a, a good... I mean, there's so many, but... Yeah. I'll pick that for now. Do you have a highlight in your years of many read alouds oh. with your family? Or do Just you have three. a few? Just <laughs> <laughs> be gracious. Um, I think reading um, A Christmas Carol. At oh, Christmas really? Time. Yes. Okay. That has been a real, real fun. And then I think... Um, Maybe about eight years ago, my sons made a play of A Christmas Carol, which was oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, oh, and they, amazing. yeah. So um, that has been one, and the Chronicles of Narnia has hmm. also been have also been great. But we've had to shift now that they I like it's, I just got the one team at home, okay. and um, we've 
we've picked up something that's quite different for us, and we're reading Ready Player One. Oh, it's very. I mean, is that I have, the Enders Game series? I think so. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's quite. It's. I have to edit it heavily. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So I am reading it aloud. Okay. Um, but enjoying, enjoying reading it, and it was one of Brandy Vensel's recommendations. I would have not picked it up. Okay. But we, yeah, it's actually really good. Okay. In, in light of all of the AI and. Um, okay. And uh, the use of of games and all mm. of that kind of thing. It's and you know having teen a teen in the house and mm. that mm. usage of that with with cousins and friends. Mm. It's mm. been good to oh, wow. actually okay. step into something like that. Okay, and, mm. so, yeah. that's great. Mm. I love how these books are so timely. Mm. You know, mm. there's, there's like there's a book for every season and there's a book for every time. Like even as they're saying now, I mean your boys. Yes. We're not probably as so much. There wasn't no, they such weren't. an infiltration of technology when exactly. you were doing when you're busy with them, and yes. now because of this time, there's. It's also a really good time again for C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it always <laughs> is. But we read it recently, and I thought, wow, that's yes. really appropriate for now. And actually, that's why we love dead like... authors. <laughs> Because I can see the future. <laughs> because I'm reading The Wind in the Willows to the kids, mm. and I'm like, oh my goodness, this. Uh, sometimes Graham was reading point. in this time. You know, yeah. you've got Toad with his fascination with machinery and the latest, coolest thing, and you're just like, oh wow. <laughs> that yeah. is for now. Yeah, so, that's yeah. another great read aloud. Hey, it's really awesome. It, it is. Um, I, I'm, yeah. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, this is good. And then I'm like, oh, yes, but it's, lo- it's lots of fun. The kids don't go. It goes all over their heads sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of layering in there. I just laugh by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where he's... he's um, The girl visits him in jail and he notices that something's off and his comment is, she wasn't paying attention to my witty comments and sparkling conversation. (laughs) I think of that often. I'm so witty and sparkling. I was not paying attention to me. um, A book that my husband and I read together before we had kids actually was Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And we got this big tome of a book um, of the collection and... Um, yeah, I was battling to fall asleep at the time, and so he started reading to me, and I fell asleep. And um, it was, yeah, it was a great read aloud. And the stories are sort of about forty minutes to an hour to read aloud. Mm. So sometimes I had to wake up in the morning and ask, like, "What, what happened? happened?" Yeah, you fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, and some of them are really aloud. stressful, and some of them don't resolve successfully mm. even. Um, okay. But I think the time when we were reading it was when that new series came out with Benedict. Cumberbatch he's so good so so it was oh I think we had read them all before it came out so then it's always interesting to see what they put how they combined Mm. different stories Mm -hmm. and different things I think we just enjoyed the series so much more knowing the writing Mm. but yeah I think we'll definitely come back to that but it was fun to share a story together instead of just a TV show or Mm. something like that so we have really special memories of our early years of marriage reading Sherlock Holmes (laughs) what what my husband started doing um, just as he's saying that it's so funny because we have quite a big bookshelf and there's so many books and you know we want to read all the books but there's not quite enough time Mm. so what he started doing is on a random night he'll just go to the bookshelf pick a random book and just pick a random chapter amazing and then it's a conversation starter oh wow and then we just we just he just reads that one chapter and then we've had such great discussions about it you know he's just like he picks for the family's sake when people are big and god is small like just random uh, Hmm. books and that's so great all that we have on our shelf so that's been quite fun actually and I think it also just 
fills my little love tank a bit because <laughs> 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 Well, Eva, I think that's a great note to finish on. <laughs> we hope your love tank has been filled. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Angelique, for joining us. Oh, it was a lovely day. Hopefully, you'll be back again. Back soon. soon. <laughs> back soon. <laughs> that's, that's a movie. <laughs>